Welcome Magic in the Other to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. This band was born out of the idea that it is in the unknown where the most potent ground lays for magic and discovery. Tonight we'll learn about their new album as it starts to fade, and later they'll perform a set of songs. Please welcome to the program, Magic in the Other. Welcome. Thanks, Thank guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Ezra, you are the, the main lyricist and lead vocalist for this project. Mm-hmm. And... I know your backstory a bit, but I feel like your your life history has had moments that sort of embody the spirit of this band. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, I think I think naturally it would because uh, this band is yeah. I mean, the kind of the embodiment of uh, everything I've done up to this point, and I and I have to offer musically as far as being a band leader and and songwriter is this whole idea of the unknown something that you kind of embrace now is that something that you've always had inside you or is this sort of like a new thing i i think i think it's something that i i I don't know if i would have articulated it as such but i i think all of us to some extent enjoy this element of the unknown and, and kind of, that's kind of where the idea behind where the name magic and the other comes from, because it's, it's has to do with the magic that lies in the, the unplanned, the unknown, the other experience that we, we can't, we can, we can't necessarily uh, force to happen. It's, it's going to happen if it happens and we just have to be hopefully open to receiving that magic and, and, those moments when they do um so that yeah that idea kind of informed the intention of this band where um the uh the spaces that you can't quite control or predict are sometimes the most um poignant times for for magic and discovery yeah for some people the unknown is terrifying right for me too for, okay, so so you 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 deviate then? From no, this. no. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was, I was, <laughs> well, was going to say for us yeah. as, a well, jo- but, as a joke, but 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 you know, maybe you're joking, but but I think out of the three of us, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you uh, you know maybe um, I think you might be comforted the most by a more of a sense of certainty, a certainty at at times. Yeah, and, and I think it probably grounds us in a way that's helpful. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone has an element of both aspects, don't you think? Like, I, yeah. So, I mean, and I, I, I do love being in the unknown and I do love when amazing things happen out of like unplanned, you know, things. But, um, yeah, just on, as a flat question, I would probably say I'm a little bit, I get a little scared in that space sometimes. Yeah. Well, I, uh, so, okay, the three of you have your varying positions on it. Are you more on the spectrum of, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I love it. I don't know what's going on. I'm free-falling. Yeah, I, I, one you, of my favorite things to do is to improvise and be lost and figure out a way to get out. Yeah. I mean, a Rod- beautiful way to Rogers get out. Roger's kind of so much on that 
unknown spectrum that it actually makes me uncomfortable sometimes. <laughs> so if you could give me an example to... <laughs> of your most uncomfortable moment with Roger, I would love it. Uh, well, remember that one gig? <laughs> do you think it? Do you think Roger is on one end of the spectrum and you're in the middle and I'm on the other? You guys, are, we're I mean, all. I don't all, know. All three Maybe of us we... are improvised. Yeah. Im- improvised. We, we, like, we like to improvise music to get you know yeah. together and with other people and I think so it's a dynamic it. and it's a dynamic thing it's maybe not the same for every day or every totally I think the moment. day affects it but we have a solid foundation and then that gives you the confidence to go out on a limb and see what happens and yeah we try to make sure to do that in every performance we try to make sure to do that to keep the music vital and yeah, it's part of what makes the band not just static. So the new album is called As It Starts to Fade. Um, as what starts to fade? Well, great question. Um, <laughs> that could be that could be a lot of things. I kind of wanted to leave it somewhat ambiguous based on some of the lyrical themes because I think it could take on different interpretations. For one, um, there's a there's a there's a theme about death and dying in the album and and particularly like looking at that as a as a well there's a song called not afraid which is about the uh looking at death and dying in a way that makes us um want to live stronger and harder and not necessarily be afraid of death but just the acknowledgement that everyone dies we all die everything is impermanent everything will eventually die and that doesn't have to be something we fear or get overly upset about or sad but just the acceptance of that so as it starts to fade as life starts to fade as um there's an there's a theme in the album in the album about um like kind of time and moments and as moments start to fade and memories as potentially our chances of living um on the earth <laughs> as humans start that window sometimes seems like it's it starts starting to fade but also as uh with with climate change and, and where we're at now but then also there's um you know there's also the acknowledgement that one's suffering in any moment could start to fade you know and and one's uh, anger could start to fade or, or one's sadness could fade so it doesn't have to always be it, it's not just a dark thing too it's kind of acknowledging of a jo- it could be a light and joyful thing as well. Transition. Yeah. Interesting. So it's not, it's not as any one particular thing starts to fade. It's uh, the song or rather like the album has different songs. Yeah. And maybe it, it's this, 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 like, cause not afraid is a great example. Great. Not afraid is a great example of like what we were talking about earlier. The greatest unknown of all is death. Yeah. And yeah. It, the way you talk about it in the song is you are not afraid of it. You sort of are like, all right, let's, let's see what, uh, let's see what's next. Yeah. In Not Afraid isn't the lyric as it starts, isn't that the song? Yeah, that and lyric? Then there's that lyric as it starts in, to fade. In that song. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, you guys thought was too dark, I was told. <laughs> it was a little too dire sounding. Is it, I, does that make the cut? I know, that, I know you did it first, I think. Me? Your initial uh, your initial impression, I think you said that. I feel like, did my mom say something? Like maybe <laughs> she was like, I'm not sure about that one. But I think she came around and likes it. It's yeah. funny the pe- people's reaction to that one when they when they realize what we're singing. Um, we all die, we all oh die, you know. <laughs> but it, it's people sometimes are like, yeah, and they like, you know, they because it's kind of like a it's set to like a, a dancier kind of groove. 
So yeah. it's a song you would typically kind of dance to. It's kind of anthemic, but yeah. not the usual content that you would it's, expect. It's, yeah. it's like celebrational sounding. Right. Celebratory. So yeah, the pe- when people are like partying to the song, they're like, oh wait, we all die? Like, and then, But some people just get into it and they, it's true and it's, yeah. But, but that's kind of the intention of, of it. It's like, it can be something we dance about. It doesn't yeah. have to be something we mourn or, yeah. or fear. Yeah. Not that you shouldn't mourn death or loss, but... As, or try to as just it. a concept in, in, in the acceptance that it happens in life it doesn't have to be a constant source of fear which I think culturally can be a little jarring for people because they're you know, it's handled different ways throughout the world and it feels like in ours it's really not something to celebrate it's not even dark. something to yeah. people want to like even talk about or think about much it's, I think it's pretty taboo in our society we're less of a sort of North American band in that sense, I think we're world music. Yeah. Yeah. A little more, a little more Hindu, Yeah, you know, those elements that where death is a little bit, just, just a transition. So that's what we're marketing to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this band has one other album. I want to talk a lot about this new album, but you have uh, an album you put out in 2018. Uh, what we know is possible. Yes. Thematically similar to the new album or, uh, were you in a, a uh, much different place at that time. So does it look like a much different album? I think, uh, I think thematically, yeah, I think it's, it's different. There's, um, well, there's a lot, there's fewer, uh, there's fewer songs with lyrics. So, so there's maybe less themes overall in the album, but there's definitely overlap. Um, one song, the first song of the album, How Is This All Ending, was kind of more stream of consciousness and that deals with, um, I I wrote it at the time a few years ago. It was like a particularly dark time in our our nation's, um, you know, news cycle um, moment where we had just had the... uh, Las Vegas shooting, that horrific shooting, that mass shooting in Las Vegas, and, and Hurricane Maria had just devastated Puerto Rico, and it just seemed like every day there was just some other tragedy, and um, also Tom Petty died around that time, which isn't obviously as tragic, but it was just you know another loss, and um, but it it um, but then I remember feeling at the time that even though there was all this suffering going on, um, not in my immediate world, but in the greater world, I was just feeling a lot of gratitude for my own blessings, my own family, and how grateful and lucky I was to have my family and, and, and like people to, that I could play music to and for and with and uh, a community like that and just, you know, um, the, the community I live in and the kids around and just, just feeling like feeling gratitude and and blessed amongst this intense suffering around the world, which was just kind of trying to hold space for, for all that. And then, and then in the middle of that, I was writing that song. I wasn't quite finished, but, um, I live in Sonoma County where we are now and, uh, in Pengrove and, and we had the, um, the fires that happened a couple of years ago that um, 
devastated Santa Rosa area. And I had to evacuate where I lived. And, and fortunately we were, you know, we were fine. Everyone was fine, but, um, not as you know, you know, a lot of people weren't as lucky. Some people lost their lives. Some people lost everything. It's a really sad time for this, you know, part of the state. And, um, and, but then again, I just kind of (laughs) was feeling like it was the day after the fire. My family was safe. We were in with friends and, and, the South Bay. And I was like, man, there's still all this suffering going on. Somehow we're still, I'm grateful to be alive and well. And it's, it's just, you know, um, having these paradoxical, paradoxical feelings of, um, acknowledging this compassion and suffering for others, but also just feeling really grateful and blessed. And so that's, that's one of the songs. Um, so the album was produced in kind of a challenging period. I mean, honestly, right. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, um, I don't know if you, yeah, well, doubly so because, um, right the week before we started to track the album, my father died unexpectedly and it was kind of like, I think we were at a, well, I, 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 there was a lot to process, but I had to kind of compartmentalize a lot of stuff just to get through that. And I think we still had like some amazing performances and a really good experience in the studio, but it definitely felt like I was <laughs> just skating across the surface of reality, to be honest. Um, yeah, but, so, but when it all got over with, you could like get your head up. And yeah. I, I bet there was this sort of like, it was waiting for you. Yeah. I was kind of shelved for, for a second there. And then, um, so yeah, I mean, and I know that that's, you know, that's part of, the experience of the album for me, you know? And so it's different for everyone. I'm just like, as it starts to fade, you know, everybody's going to read different stuff into that. But, um, you know, we all bring our own triumphs and traumas (laughs) (laughs) into the experience and try to use that to, you know, make the music better or more complex or more human or whatever. Yeah. uh, Gratitude is also a recurring theme in the new record too, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. What I thought was interesting that you you wrote to me is like you, you've worked a lot in your life and maybe we all do this, but you are the one who uh, has wrote a lot of this album about like reframing things and like reordering your thoughts. Yeah. And I'm just curious, like, is this again, like, is this something that like a, a moment or a collection of moments happened in your life and you just, you just got better at it because uh, out of necessity, out of survival, or uh, again, is this something that you feel like you've, you've just been able to do just naturally since you were young? Um, no, I don't think it's something I've naturally been able to do. I mean, I, I think it's definitely been inspired by, um, learning about mindfulness and meditation and, 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 you know, and something that I've needed to work on as a response to my own suffering, you know, or my own dissatisfaction and, you know, cause it, cause I don't particularly enjoy those feelings as most people don't, but we all, they're, they're inevitable. But, you know, for instance, I, I try to make it, um, I try to have some gratitude practice in my life. Um, I'm a, uh, I, um, I have a, I, I have a meditation practice. It's not very advanced at all. Um, but it's, it's something I think that helps. Um, I also just have some simple, 
you know, exercises when I, when I go to bed, right before I, when I lie down in bed, um, at night to, before I read and then fall asleep a minute later, um, I try to think about three things I'm grateful for every night. And then the same thing, right. When I open my eyes in the morning before I move from bed, I just try to do that. And it's because it's, as, as we all know, it's, it's so easy, no matter all the external circumstances in our life, I feel like all of us, um, could constantly just look it, it I think our, our human brains are more, I think there's actually studies on this, that they're more conditioned to look for what's wrong, you know, and, and look for what to be dissatisfied about that, that has somehow adds more weight to, to everything that's good about our lives and everything we can appreciate. So I think it, it's, it's, it can be really valuable for people to be really intentional to, to try to, um, think to just count their blessings and, and be, be grateful and, and really, and spend time embodying that, that those feelings. Um, and I think that'll carry over in, in ways that are helpful and, um, put a smile in your mind, which is the song on as it starts to fade. That is kind of a uh, playful, version of that concept um actually full disclosure I actually ripped that line off from a uh meditation app i use um sam harris uh waking up meditation app and, and one day he was talking about you should put a smile in your mind and i actually you know i wrote everything else but i i did rip that concept off from from him i emailed him the song i don't know if he listened to it really yeah <laughs> um, awesome. but yeah, so gratitude practices. I'm, you know, I'm, and, and Irving Berlin actually came up with count my blessings instead of sheep. Then I go ah. to sleep counting my blessings. Oh, wow. Nice. It's uh, white Christmas. Berlin. Yeah. It's one yeah. of my yeah. favorite tunes. Yeah. Mm. What about put on a happy face? That's an old song. That's too. a great yeah. tune. That's, uh, Is that Ir- that's not Irving Berlin. Bye bye birdie. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Put, put on a happy, happy face. face. Yeah. Yeah. I played a uh, Conrad birdie in fifth grade. Just oh, perfect. tangent. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one thing that it, to kind of pile on that is like, yes, like bad things happen. You get stressed. Uh, this is why you kind of are trying to build in these sort of structures so you cannot get too down when it gets kind of dark. But you've all had a level of success musically, which is, is very interesting. Uh, two of you play with ALO. Yeah, Steve and I. Mm-hmm. Well, I Steve's was a co-founder of that band for 20, 30 years. And yeah, I've just been hanging out the last couple of years. Yeah, we picked up as our drummer. We we we're a little like Spinal Tap. We've had like many drummers. Uh, yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> and th- the three of us minus the dr- the drummer seat. We ALO has been together since we, were, we went to junior high school together and started the band when we were thirteen. Um, and uh, yeah, went through college together. Moved to San Francisco together. We had all these different drummers and. Um, our last drummer we had for a long time, but he had to kind of take a, a backseat um, to take some time with his daughter and to like be a little more family oriented. And so he couldn't do much touring. So we, me and Ezra were, and Roger were already playing together. And I'd played with Ezra uh, here and there at like Terrapin Crossroads and stuff and Lebo. And so yeah, when the conversation came up, like, oh, we should get a drummer like who should we get? And I was like, well, Ezra would be pretty sweet. Like that would give he, him and me more time to play <laughs> together. Maybe magic and the other would get better because of it. 
Um, yeah. But yeah. And it's a- cool. ALO is a band that's had a lot of success. You guys play around and uh, people, yeah. are, people are very aware of it. You do very well. Yeah, we've sort of persevered. It's, yeah. Yeah. And you've, uh, one of you has played with Phil Lesh as well? Yeah. yeah you have? Yeah, I have. Ezra? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember Ezra at Terrapin Crossroads because he would, um, we, we, well, me and Ezra would play a lot in the bar where they, they kind of mix up musicians and stuff. And it's it's like free music in the bar every night, basically there. It's crazy. But um, I remember seeing you, Ezra, and uh, you had that song, A Man... Man without a band. A man without a band, and it was yeah. a whole—it was a whole epic tale. A whole tearjerker. Tearjerker, and um, is this a biographical, autobiographical? Yeah, song? it was an autobiography. It was tongue-in-cheek. It, tongue it, tongue it, it was like funny. It was funny, but also sad, depending on what your frame was for yeah. that. It was, but it was exaggerated. But so I, I, sen- I sensed the. Uh, I sensed Ezra had a longing there to, was long, to that, have a band or be in a band or, or lead was, a band. Yeah, the longing was real. I didn't, but the the thing is that at that time, I didn't. It it hadn't it hadn't occurred to me that I could lead a band, like so it, which is for which is people. why it took so long. I always thought you know I always thought I had to join up with a band that already existed or even just like meet another person that was uh, the instrumentalist and songwriter that I could support and still be creative with and integral to that process. But I didn't know, I didn't know that I had the capacity to, to write music that I would want to play in a band, uh, let alone lead, lead the charge and do all that. And then, and then some, and then around 2016, um, you know, I was at a little bit of a of a, a, a low point um, career-wise. I things had been good, and then things kind of got a little not as great, and I was feeling a little um, impatient and and or, or just a little down on things. And then, um, yeah, like literally, it was uh, with a conversation with someone who just kind of put that idea into my head that you well you could do this, um, and it was it was really like a a moment, a light bulb going off. And I was like, yeah, I guess I could, I could just, you know, I could, I could, I know a ton of musicians. I could just call up people I like to play with and book a gig and just (laughs) see what happens. And then, and then I was like, well, okay, I can do that, but I, I don't want to play covers. Um, I don't want to be, start a cover band, you know? So I guess I better write some original music and so I got to work and started. <laughs> Would you say it was self-doubt that uh, stopped you from doing it or just you you just didn't have the idea in your head that it was a possibility? Yeah, I, just, I don't think it was I doubt because I'm, I'm pretty, um, I, I feel like I, I'm pretty, I'm not that down. You know, sometimes we all get down on ourselves, but I feel like I've, I'm not that down on myself most of the time. And uh, I don't think it was self-doubt. I think it was just, it just hadn't occurred to me. Um, that I, cause, cause I guess I wasn't that prolific of a songwriter. I, I wrote, I wrote songs, but they were always kind of folksier stuff that I would maybe I'd write songs for like my friends and, and, um, but not necessarily the kind of stuff that I'd want to like serious music that I'd want to bring to a band. And I just, I was always just the drummer. I was always a side man. My understanding was that you were doing fairly well. Like, you know, you were getting shows, yeah. you were able to do things. I was making people a were, living. People were paying you money yes. to play music, yeah. which at a certain point was the whole idea of this thing. Yeah. And then I wonder, like, with the, like, the content of these songs, like, was there stuff inside you you felt you needed to share with people? 
or is it well, just clear? Yeah, clearly. Um, well, but but I but well, there was. I, I had I, the stuff I write about was inside me for sure. Do you have children? I have one. I have one. Uh, I have a five-year-old son. Yeah, a five-year-old son. And of course, uh, which of these moments was mm-hmm. a song that was written from the perspective of a parent? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of kind of written. Um, you know, it starts out the lover's sweet ignorance of a time without hindrance, before the beautiful child came with all its heartache and its bliss. And, um, you know, I'm sure Roger can relate to this as well as a father of two, but (laughs) you know, when you're, uh, when you're young and in love and have a partner and you don't have children and, uh, and Steve is, this is his whole reality, so he doesn't know anything else, but, (laughs) um, but you know, I think there, there's an ignorance of, of just how, how easy (laughs) life is uh, particularly about like the constraints on your time and, um, and just, and just that, that freedom that I think, you know, when you have a children or a child, it's your time just is, um, so much more accounted for, you know, there's not really any downtime. Um, there's either. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, and, and it goes on and there's a little arc to that song. Um, but that, yeah, it's kind of, what inspired. do you mean? There's no down, downtime. <laughs> well, it's like, you know how <laughs> <laughs> like you can decide what you want to do in the mornings. Oh yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah. Did parenthood shift anything in you as an artist? Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it did. I mean, it, it shifted me. Um, it's, it's hard, it's hard to imagine my life without, without being a parent, although I do often fantasize about it, (laughs) uh, as much as I love my son and my, my family. Um, uh, you know, well, time, time is, is, is precious. And, and, and I think it, and honestly, I think it puts, um, real, it, it affects our, the trajectory of our band in, in real ways, you know? Um, you just wonder if this band would have founded if not for the presence of the child in your life. That's a nice spin. I had, I yeah, like I hadn't thought of it like that, but you're, you're, you're right. Um, I, I think I, you know, as, as I was saying, as the mind sometimes focuses on the limitations, I, I think sometimes I, I think of it as, um, oh, well, you know, if we weren't so old and, Roger and I didn't have kids. We could really go out and tour like we would have in our twenties and all this stuff and, you know, and could be further along by now. And I think sometimes I focus on those limitations, um, when, yeah, perhaps, perhaps this band wouldn't exist without, without that, um, the birth of my, my child. I like, I like that. I'll have to think about that more. Which is, I mean, the birth of the child in, in itself is magic. Right. Absolutely. And for you, like magic, would you consider like probably looking up to Phil Lesh as a child or at least being aware of his band and then meeting this man and then this man being like, hey, why don't you play with me? I mean, that seems pretty magical to me. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I think that's a great example of something that, um, you know, I grew up. My mom is a is and was a uh, a huge Grateful Dead fan 
and I grew up with that music and you know by the time I was in high school I was definitely a fan of my own right um and I could have never you know being a 15 year old kid listening to that music I could have never imagined that you know I'd be have a few years where I would be playing regularly with Phil Lesh and friends you know saw them in college and and now like all those guys are my colleagues and it's it's bizarre you know um but uh yeah that's that's a great that's a great example you know so I guess it it just goes to show a lot is possible in this life and you know we can create uh pretty extraordinary things with our intentions and energy 100 percent, and hard work <laughs> is, is imagination connected to magic like is it is there is there a similar route there yeah, don't you think? I mean, well, first <laughs> off, yes, uh, in my mind, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm afraid to put together a story because once I do, those creatures are alive. Those, mm. those characters are alive yeah. and, and will continue on yeah. with or without me. Yeah. So, yeah. Imagination, magic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think because imagination is something Creating. inside of you that, 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 that dares to dream or dares to uh, think about a world where something that seems impossible could happen. Yeah. And usually I find, I don't know if you guys agree, people who are afraid of that or who are constantly focusing on, no, this can't happen. No, it will not happen. Well, it tends to not happen. Yeah. So it's like the power of uh, of believing is, is a huge thing. I think there's no way to quantify it. Yeah. But, um, you know, like you said, I, I couldn't have imagined that happening, but, but yeah, but, but then, but then again, you must, yeah, you I did, I did at a certain point, you yeah, know, yeah, come, yeah. I mean, around, <clears throat> around 2013, I was like, Hey, there's this whole scene going on in San Rafael there, you know, I better, it's accessible, figure, find it's out possible, about this yeah. and, you know, and, and then definitely willed that into being. But when you said that just now, you had a little laugh afterwards. And I was thinking right as you said, like, I couldn't have imagined. I was like, that usually is the thing that describes a magical moment. When you like are thinking of something and as you're recalling it, you just, you have, you can't do anything but just kind of chuckle to yourself. Yeah. Like I can't believe who would that have happened. Thought. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're a great example too, right? I mean, you said ALO has been a band since you were how old? Yeah. 13. I wouldn't have th- imagined we'd be a band still. Yeah. And not only just a band, there's a lot of bands, yeah, but yeah. a band that the people know. And yeah. that people care about. Actually, I doubt that. I watch kids down here forming bands all the time, at, uh, starting about 13 or 14, yeah. and they're absolutely certain that they're going to be playing together 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I knew I knew I, I wanted yeah. to be a musician, and I knew, I think the other guys did too. Yeah. So we imagined being musicians. Um, and yeah, and we and we we just sort of kept rolling with being together as a band. We imagined being famous musicians. Actually, we actually imagined being a famous band. Did you imagine being more famous than you are? Uh, I imagine like, because w- back in like that time, like it was like the early 90s, I imagined that we would make a record and be on MTV. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I also imagined I would be on the, ra- on the radio and I also imagined my record would be in record stores. Yes. Which those things happen. And those things yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's the that's MTV the magic. burned out before I, I could get on Faith, there. Faith, you guys were... <laughs> well, and also, and that gets back to uh, another... Too stupid to know you can't. Yeah. It's really important to be stupid enough to, to think you can achieve. I, I agree. I think there's Great. a certain naivety that is necessary to, to do what we do. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think if you're really like a, a uh, pragmatic person, 
you, there's no way you'd be doing this because it's no. insane. It's yeah. absolutely insane <laughs> to try to do this. Well, and you know, how many people have you, uh, have tried to talk you out of it too? You know what I mean? When you're growing up and all that, just who don't understand because it seems insane to them. Mm-hmm. Um, even yeah. worried parents. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, yeah. that was the primary yeah. example I was classic. thinking of. Yeah. It's the classic thing. Well, you, you know who, uh, look, this is just an easy one. Thank you. You know who wouldn't have tried to talk you out of it is your grandfather. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Mm, can, we get, can, we get, can we get, can we get, yes, yeah, yes. Mr. Lip, Stan Lip. Yeah. Can we get like a, a brief summary of this man? Because I feel like this man is like a role model for you. Yeah, where did you hear about this? Did I write about this? Or uh, You know, it's hard okay. to say it's where information say. Okay. comes from. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jim is good. Yeah, my, uh, my grandpa is, was amazing. Um, he passed away uh, a couple of years ago, Stan Lip, but... Um, he, um, well, for one, he was just such a kind and, um, patient and, and wise person. I, I really, um, I spent every Tuesday with my, with my, these, that's those grandparents, um, May and Stan, uh, growing up, going to dinner at their house, just across the woods from my house in Massachusetts. And when, when I was really young, uh, my, my, there was this path that probably was like a quarter mile through the woods to get from my parents' neighborhood to theirs. And my mom would stand on one end and uh, blow a whistle to sig- signal to my grandma that I was coming. And then ten, you know, five or 10 minutes later, my grandma would blow the whistle back to signal that she received me. And so I, I got to spend a lot of time with them growing up. But um, my grandfather was a uh, talk show radio host uh, on WBSM in New Bedford, Mass. And um, I don't remember the name of his program. It's not, I think it was something like On Air with Stan Lip or something like that. And and they would, he would, you know, I never really listened to much of his shows. He, but I, I think every every morning for a couple hours, he would kind of discuss the local politics and um, and national politics and people would call in and and he would kind of moderate the conversation and the mayor would come on once a week. And so we had, he had decades of, as a radio following. The show was called Open Line. Open Line. And it, he was the host from 1964 to 2001. Wow. 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 Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's a run. And then, so that was, that was an impressive career. career. And then, uh, and then besides that, <clears throat> he was also a, uh, cantor in a synagogue, which is the, um, the clergy that the rabbi kind of leads the congregation in, in the ceremony and the cantor leads the congregation in song. So he was responsible for leading all the, the songs and he had this amazing, rich baritone, deep, deep baritone voice. And, um, so sometime in the, uh, in the, I think in the mid or late sixties, you know, so he had this, worlds in his synagogue and he uh, that was just he'd do once a week um friday night services and then he'd have the online listeners and fans and um and he also yeah so um his online his his radio fans wanted to they were like okay you're a singer like we gotta we gotta hear your voice you know because you don't sing on the radio so will you make will you make a record so, um, as he's told me, he just, you know, hired a, a piano trio and one night in the studio went in and they spent all night and they recorded about, um, 10 standards and there's a couple tunes from West Side Story and 
that lucky old son and um, fools rush in and um, <laughs> and uh, and then he he put out the album and he called it Lip by Request since he was requested to make it L, uh, Stan Lip L I P P and uh, it's it's a great record. Um, so uh, that's that's an old one, right? It's it, like yes, yeah, I think it's sixty. I've got my eyes on it. I've seen four sixty eight. I'm not sure. I've seen it on eBay and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I want to get it. it yeah. You should. It's 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 good. So there's a guy who would have never tried to talk you out of doing this. No, nor did he. And you know, and yeah, I mean, he he got to see um, a lot of my me flourish as a musician um, throughout his life. You know, he just he was with us until just a couple of years ago. So yeah, maybe this is a stretch. Cut it if it's no good. But as a parent now, do you feel influenced by him at all? By my grandfather? Yeah. Um, because he seems just like this like singularly important individual in your creative development. And you can't like tell your story without talking about your creative side. And it just seems like he was somebody who's... Every aspect of your life has probably been touched by this guy. Yeah, I'm sure. Just, just, as, just as it you know, has been significantly by my parents and other... other grandparents and people in my life and and but yeah i think with my grandfather just his his disposition he just had a really kind and patient disposition really thoughtful he wasn't quick to um you know right now we we live in a media uh uh, climate where everything is so reactive and combative and and quick to jump to uh you know picking sides and or just or even just everyone's so right about their positions and and he just always struck me as somebody who was a little more patient and thoughtful and and open-minded so that's stuck with me and actually i got to um and i and i can't help but think that i also you know i have a podcast uh and i can't help but think that he influenced that and and actually i did um the uh not too long a few months before he passed away i i did sit down at thanksgiving and did a couple hours where I interviewed him, which was really cool. And um, yeah. at some point, I'd like to edit that together and get it out into the world. You have a podcast, and mm-hmm. I uh, this is this is uniquely interesting to us as people who have a podcast ourselves. Mm-hmm. You you much like us do interview musicians. I do. You wonder if there'd be a podcast if not for the child. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really true. I, really, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. I've, there's something to be said about that. Like why I just, I, I look at this, you obviously are a motivated guy who likes to put things into the world. Yeah. And it's just, it's interesting that this last few years for you has, there's been this like groundswell of a desire to like, be like, this is a thing that I want to do that I, I want to have my stamp on it. And I want to put out there, obviously magic and the other is going to be more interesting. Cause that's, that's your art. Yeah. This is, this is you. Whereas the podcast is, is other people's, but you're facilitating. Yeah. That. And, and and I really appreciate because it you know people talk to me about the podcast and it seems like it offers a lot of value for people that listen. Oh, yeah. So I, I appreciate that feedback and 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 it's and that in itself you know helps me uh, get motivation. Do you feel like you are like now like where you want to be in terms of all the creative projects you have, or do you feel like you're you're kind of like desiring for more? You've added two in the last few years. Um, you know, it just from afar when I when well, I had three had, really when you when you think about ALO too. Oh, that started yeah. in the last 
Uh, two, two now. It started after Magic and the other. Two years ago, maybe this. This this coming up winter will be my third tour to more with the band. So, yeah. so you really you really hit the reset button like four or five years ago. I did three about three years ago. I'd say yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was it the turbo button? <laughs> right. Cold. Well, it's <laughs> that t- time is yeah. time is finite. Yeah. yeah. As it starts to fade. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. We got to get going. We got to get yeah. some stuff going. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like there is it's it's interesting because it seems like when people do have kids and they get older, they tend to start fewer projects. Right. And here you are. You have this just yeah. energy inside you to get stuff out in the world. And and also just to paint a, a more even more accurate picture i also regularly you know still do freelance drum work i you know do studio work and i play uh i'm still active in the kind of um bay area jam band scene playing um you know at terrapin crossroads or with with Stu allen and and other projects and filling in so yeah i do have a lot going on i don't necessarily want to add any big musical other musical or creative projects at the moment but but certainly i would love to continue the momentum with all of them and and you know have them grow and reach new uh uh, audiences and and new and keep you know making everything better and well, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Um, it's a joy to get you guys on the show. We had Graham of Whiskerman and his whole band nice. last week, and I know that you've had some overlap with him creatively. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of cool, and, and maybe you even more than anybody would recognize how cool this is, that y- you document these people who are creating things and are doing mm-hmm. things. And you've, you've had 24-some-odd episodes on your show, I think. And, um, you know, we've, we've done a bunch ourselves, and just it's been great to have you on because yeah. I've seen this band... Uh, play throughout the Bay Area. I haven't seen him personally, but I've seen your name for a long time. So to finally get you on here feels very good. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, well, thanks for yeah, having us. It's a pleasure. Guys. Thank you so yeah. much for having us and yeah. hosting this great the whole multimedia extravaganza. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. And speaking of which, in just a moment, uh, you will be performing these songs. Yes. Magic and the Other is going to play a set of music up next. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank thanks. Scattered snow in the breeze Starstruck droplets of winter on the ground Make no sound Look around, it's all so magnificent Summer mountain town hike The worst day they never imagined Shocks of life gripped her tight Even love could not save their daughter Cause lightning's hotter than the sun And it could easily extinguish light A wayward weapon from above One little shot Left her lifeless, drained and stunned Ending all joy, ending all strife But it could never burn out our love Generations bereaved Joined together for solace Stars hung low Above the snow, she left her glow. It's all too conspicuous. 
And the ripple of tears Expanded and tightened our kinship Beautiful, irrefutable On our own poetic continuance Cause lightning's hotter than the sun And it could easily extinguish life A wayward weapon from above One little shot Left us lifeless, drained and stunned Ending our joy, ending our strife But it could never burn out our love We weaved our tender roots Tended our fears and shared our attributes We tossed our tears while tapping maple shoots Whoa, kicked off those snowy boots When the worst drops we adapt and grow The weak but never comprehend these woes We can dance amongst the scattered snow Whoa, turn up that radio From these wounds we weaved our tender roots Tended our fears and shared our attributes We tossed our tears while tapping maple shoots, whoa Kicked off those snowy boots When the worst drops we adapt and grow Though we may never comprehend these woes We can dance amongst the scattered snow, whoa Turn up that radio Lightning may be hotter than the sun But it could never burn out our love But it could never burn out our love
Civilization ends our lives between the threads. How focused is your life? Stunt outside your father's lawn. Look, it is not all for gone. We cycle on and on. The queen was once upon certain phenomenon. I see your face. As it starts to fade I see your face A lovely place I see your face You are not afraid to fade as it starts to fade as it starts to fade as it starts to
How would this be different? Possible morning follows hopelessness. Separate presents beckon brokenness. Opposite futures pondered one will be. How would this be different? The air gets to your brain. Possible morning follows hopelessness. Consuming everyone. Getting harder to maintain Future's pondered one will be Invoking hardship Triggers worry The air gets to your brain Small morning follows hopelessness Consuming everyone Getting harder to maintain Future's pondered one will be Invoking hardship Triggers worry The air gets to your brain
of the system Self-imposed by our fears Finally seeing what's clear Soldiers dismantle their guns In spite of their orders Fully seeing their threat was Fabricated by lies and created by borders I reached out my hand You received it with warmth and Impeccable understanding We could begin to see what it's like to be free And if it's love that you are, and you are, and you are, and you are I'll leave a light in my window And if it's love that you are, and you are, and you are, and you are You'll find a light in my window And if it's love that you are, and you are, and you are, and you are I'll leave a light in my window And if it's love that you are, and you are, and you are, and you are You'll find a light in my window And if it's love that you are, and you are, and you are, and you are I was 
And I'm ready for a break Whatever did you want me for? Are you really this opaque? Cause with a little love Maybe we can write our own Add a little forgiveness to our song You may be crazy I may be proud Still transformation is allowed about you not gonna worry about you no more not gonna worry about you cause I've known my worth long before your ostentatious review I'm not gonna worry about you no more not gonna worry about you been spinning life you might be the whole world's savior you might be its demise oh. but I know one day what you've been sowing you will reap and until then I won't let you disrupt my sleep cause with a little love maybe we can right our wrongs a little forgiveness to our souls You may be crazy We may be proud Still transformation is allowed Sure as we scrape off your residue I'm not gonna worry about you no 